Hello everyone, it's Saturday, December 2nd. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Kraft Jet Puffed Mini Marshmallows, despite the fact that we will be eating them this entire episode. Well, you know what? I don't think I will. Like, you are definitely a marshmallow girl. I am. Like, and I'm living in a marshmallow world. And, uh, <laughs> yes. As we enter into the month of December... You are truly... It, what is it? It's a marshmallow world. Yeah. 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 That's definitely you. Um, not so much me. So I'm just kind of looking at them like, uh, there they are. They they're, always look like craft projects to me. Which is funny. Cause it's is that because craft. of like building science yeah, stuff? Yeah. Like with, with like... I always go to hot chocolate. Whenever I see marshmallows, oh, on top of my hot chocolate. I'm just not a hot chocolate person. Anyway. Alright, um, now is probably a good time for us to tell you that we spoil things during our podcast, so leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. For the next two weeks, we will be discussing 70s music, TV, and films. It is our 70s fortnight, week one. Yes. So, um, each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable to us. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister, which we do every week, near enough, where one of us loves something that the other hates or hasn't seen or feels mediocre about, you know, all sorts of emotions about it. Not and, good ones. And we open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right, whether that be me or Chelsea, and please, please vote on the polls. Because it keeps Daisy's showing up as a tie. I really am. feeling it so hard. I am. Because every time we get the poll, it's so close that I'm like, oh, I can't say that I won because, like, it's too close. And I can't right. say you won because I don't want you to win. <laughs> All right. So the point is there's a lot uh, a lot of... Uh, riding on this. Yeah. A lot riding for Daisy, at least. Yeah. Um, I'm heavily okay. invested. Well, let's get to it because this is, this is going to be a busy but fun fortnight. Yes, it is. Um, let's start off then with the artifact. Yes. Which is definitely now, more mine. It's definitely an artifact for you. Not so much for me, you because watched I watched it last week yeah. in preparation for this. Um, I loved this. Do you love it? Not a little. Do I you love, love it. it? I love it. You love it? For me, the movie you will, love it. will always be Love Story. You have your own library, Preppy. Would you answer my question, please? Would you answer mine first? Uh, look, we're allowed to use the Radcliffe Library. I am not talking legality, Preppy. I'm talking ethics. I mean, Harvard's got five million books and Radcliffe's got a few lousy thousand. All I want is one. I've got an hour exam tomorrow, damn it. Please, watch your profanity, Preppy. Hey, what makes you so sure I went to prep school? You look stupid and rich. Actually, I'm smart and poor. Uh-uh. I'm smart and poor. What makes you so smart? I wouldn't go for coffee with you. Yeah, well, I wouldn't ask you. Well, that's what makes you stupid. Like, just, I had a little teddy bear. I honestly cannot remember. I have a weird feeling that it was like an ex-boyfriend or something that gave it to me. And it Is was this the little... white one with the red heart? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and like, if you squeeze it, it plays... That was your first boyfriend. The love story theme song, just... Da, 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 mm -hmm. Which is, in retrospect... I didn't know it was that. You should not have that in a freaking teddy bear. <laughs> like, it's not... Uh, it's a horrible sentiment to, to share. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's one of the original, like... Tearjerkers. Yeah. It is the it is a tearjerker. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is... 
I, funny enough, when we were talking about now and then a few weeks ago, it is in that very briefly because Teeny is sitting on her roof yeah. watching it from the drive-in that's like just down the block. And the line everyone knows as well is love, love means never, never having, having to say you're sorry. sorry which, which is a bullshit it, line. Oh my god, Chelsea, I have a whole tangent in my notes about how it is the most hurtful thing she could have said. Yeah. Because love is not that at all. Because she just says, no, don't, stop. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Meanwhile, he went running around all day looking for her ass because she left her coat at home, and she sat on her porch crying like a baby while he went looking for her for hours. Love may be forgiveness, which I think is where she was going with that, but you still have to say you're sorry. You know what I wrote in my notes? I said, love means never having to say you're sorry. Rongo, love means knowing (laughs) when to say you're sorry. That's what love is. Okay. That is what love is. I, I feel a song coming on and you're gonna get mad at me. <laughs> so I was like, love is what you want it to be. <laughs> love is heaven for the lonely. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's not what love is. Love is love story. So apparently love is not, not yeah. Whatever. It's a stupid line, but it's the line that everybody it's knew. It's the line that's used constantly. But it's a great movie about class structure in my mind. I don't know why. You got way more out of this than I did. I don't know why I love this movie so much. Like, even now, looking back at it, like, if I watch it again now, I still have the same sort of, like, sentimental connection to it. But if I look at it from, like, a purely objective, like, analytical perspective, there's not much to it, really. Like, it's a very simple story. But maybe that's what I liked about it. I like the simplicity of it. And, I mean, it was a huge hit as a book as well. Eric Siegel's love story. Huge, huge hit in the 70s. Like, it, it wasn't just the movie. I'm really I'm, I'm really holding myself back so you can have your little Go on. Bit Go on. Rub it apart because I know it's an artifact for me and got, I love it. And I can't really explain no, why. And I'm not going to. I'm not trying to twist you on this. You got way more out so. of it than I did. So... In my notes, just give me a sec. I want to get this right. Oh, God. Here we go. So, Let's open up the book. Considering it's the 70s, I must say I was shocked, like genuinely surprised, about the most forward flirtationship I have ever seen in a ter- in, in, like a romance or a tearjerker ever. Because she asks him out basically at the start, which is a bit shocking to me because when you watch stuff from the 70s or in general, romance movies, she's not the one initiating stuff most of the time, or at least what I've been watching. She's a different sort of character. She's very unique. Um, She teases him and she mocks him. Um, And then, like, she says she likes his body, and I'm like, what is happening? And then, like, she, she goes from being, like, shockingly shy at one point when he kisses her on the cheek, despite her being, like, a total ball buster. Like, this girl is so complicated. Granted, but I think a certain amount of it is just to push people away, too. Yeah, like, she's putting up a bit of a front, but, like, it's very jarring for her to be, like, really mean almost to him. To all of a sudden just, like, melting when he kisses her cheek, and I'm like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. And it felt odd. It felt kind of authentic, but it was so jarring to kind of jump between the totally. two for me. Totally. Um, uh, the frigid far- father-son relationship, that it honestly puts the Massachusetts weather to shame. Because <laughs> this whole movie is in winter, basically. And yeah. it is colder between this father and son than it is outside. Yeah. Um, and even when she's sick, he doesn't really want to fix that relationship. Which I feel like is a flaw in the film, because he really should have wanted to fix it. But even when she's, like, on her deathbed, he's not really in the mood to be like, Hey, Dad, she's ill. I know you didn't particularly like her, but can I borrow some cash? Because I kind of need it. 
he turns around and lets the father think that he got another girl in trouble, aka got another girl pregnant, and he lets him think this. Until, like, it's too late, because the dad comes to the hospital and he says, I found out what's going on, I'm so sorry, what can I do to help? And he's like, she's dead, dad. Well, it would have been helpful if you shared the news with him sooner. Um, but yeah, there's that. Um, I do like... You know, a lot of adults don't, like, run to mommy and daddy to solve problems, though, right? But he he's, like, barely an adult, okay? Like, it's been five minutes since he was asking okay. for daddy's money, so I don't want to... Make it seem like it's been years. It's been a minute. Okay. Um, the other thing was, I do like that it's a bit authentic in the sense that, like, they fall in love slowly initially and then, like, all at once. Because everything, when, like, you start a relationship, everything's new and it's intense. It's honeymoon phase. And, like, nothing can hurt them. Nothing can go wrong. And then, of course, like, the worst thing happens when they're finally comfortable and settled. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that you don't talk too much because I don't want you to ruin You want me to stand phase. back? Do you want me to stand back, Chelsea? No, that's, wrong, that's, that's not... Do you want me to stand no, back? No, but I think you can go your own way. That's for sure. Oh, you're going to take my love and you're going to take it down? <laughs> yeah, until the landslide brings you down. I love that in my notes. Oh, okay. God. Everything's in your freaking notes. So, yeah. so if you haven't figured about... it out, I'm talking about my absolute favorite, absolute favorite band, and that is Fleetwood Mac. amazing Fleetwood Mac is. They, they, they know how to write own. an aesthetic or vibe. Like, they, you they, know that they know how to write it because their whole, like, okay. we, discography. We're not going to talk about Discography? They're perfect. They're Dis perfect. They do Discography. No what, what is we, it? What we are going to talk about, though, is some interesting fan theories. There's there's some interesting fan theories out there surrounding Fleetwood Mac. But yet again, we're, we're at Reddit, as we always are, uh, in a thread specifically devoted to Fleetwood Mac. Seven months ago, a user named pineapple predator wrote about That's not scary. Wrote, I don't know what a freaking essay quite honestly so i'm just going to get kind of to the point um there is a there is a theory um that silver springs which is a song that is sung that kind of regained resurgence it was it was like a, a b-side like cut not included and then finally re-brought back once they remastered and, and brought things back in um when they did the dance which was both um, an album, but also 
a like MTV type of concert series. So Silver Springs is arguably the moment that Stevie Nicks knew that the great love her, of her life, which we're arguing is, is um, Lindsay Buckingham, was finally yeah. over for real and she transitioned to high priestess mode. So I'm going to try and cut this one a little bit Wasn't short. Wasn't she always in high priestess yeah. mode? So I'm just going to cut this one as short <laughs> as possible because this is a very long, like it is worth definitely the read. Like I, I don't say that a lot about Reddit stuff, but this is <laughs> definitely a well-researched piece. Um, and they were talking about that video of Silver Springs in the May 23rd, 1997 recording in Burbank. That one. Now, just a little, like, fun fact. The movie, da or the, the book, Daisy Jones and the Six, and then, of course, it had its own TV series and all of that, all came from that point. So in that video that we're talking about, she is singing Silver Springs, which is a, a great song about failure to move on. And, and looking at the person and saying like you're never going to uh, you're I will always be in your memory and you will always have to think of me and I don't want to hear about the person you've moved on and that you love that person because you will always think of me and that's kind of what the song's about um, and I could have been your silver spring but you wouldn't let me and things like that could have been the one but you let me go instead yeah but don't worry I'll you'll still think of me all the time. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big, You may have let me go, but the memory will never fade. It really is. Like, a lot of songs though, that she wrote in regards to, to him. <laughs> big fuck you song. Um, and so there's a look. Can I just say, I love this for her. Yeah. There's a look that is captured on video in the dance, and that is what they base a lot of things on. And people still talk about this today. What was that look about? That look of, like, like it, it's a it's a confusing. I look. have to tell you, a similar thing occurred. Um, this is separate. And I think to, it, I think sorry, I think it does stem a little bit from where you feel as well, because people yeah. who are, feel a certain way about the relationship say, when you oh, see that look, she you was, know the that look. that's still obviously love and longing between them. And the other people who think that he's like a piece of shit and like she's her own thing is like that's the end. Yeah. And it's it. I think it's like a litmus test of, of where you are at. Yeah. Just as much as it is. It's like when they do really quizzes happen. on BuzzFeed and they're like, your responses to these questions will decide what your personality type is. Yeah. And you're like, okay, exactly. sure. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you were going to say something. Something very similar happened not too long ago. Um, Halsey, this is separate entirely. Halsey was dating, I can't remember his name, but they did a song together. And it, it comes up on Instagram every once in a while for me. Uh, just because I'm a fan of Halsey, I think they just feed me her stuff. But she wrote a song with this guy, and they were dating as well at the same time. And she found out right before, they were on like GMA or some shit. She found out that he had cheated on her like seconds before they went out on stage. And she's singing this song, and the look you are describing that Stevie Nicks has in this like yeah. seeing this moment yeah. is exactly what Halsey has yeah. in this moment she turns and there's a look that you have like everyone knows the look you can't describe it but you know but it. she looked at him when she's singing her part and she looks at him with such disgust yeah and we're done yeah like there's no coming back from this moment look that you want to like Judd Nelson fist bump like fist bump fist pump in the air for Halsey and for Stevie Nicks because it's the exact same look and you can't describe it other than it's a screw you we're done this ain't ever gonna happen again bye bye um 
Because okay. we've all had the feeling. Jumping away from Holsey. Back into it. Sorry. Not from the 1970s, but back to my favorite band. Um, so interesting history with this situation was a month before that taping, um, April 1997, around that period of time, they were doing interviews and, and dress rehearsals and all sorts of things. And they're recording them. And they're clearly together. Like, they're kissing. They're And Lindsay Buckingham is, like, giddy in love with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything is hunky freaking dory. Um... And, like, a lot of, like, you can see the before where it's, like, she seems hopeful and then all of a sudden things are not. Like, it's, like... You know, then, stuff's then happening doing, behind yeah, the scenes. She's doing interviews with other people and going, look, Lindsay and I don't talk. It's, like, you were kissing, like, like weeks, a couple weeks ago. 28 days ago. What happened? Something was different and it's not like that now. Yeah. And it just kind of continues along that line. And and some, one of the arguments that was made... um was the realization that he's having a kid with somebody else and they said that that is kind of the the catalyst for her to well, have that Well, that is moment. kind of the ruiner, isn't it? Yeah, and and there's a reason Chloe and Tristan didn't survive that. It's cuz it's kind of a ruiner. Who? Chloe Kardashian and oh Tristan Thompson. Can you pick somebody from the 70s? Like stay in the it era. It was happening to them and it's, it's happened since. Week. My point is, it's a timeless situation. Anyway, so so they make the argument that you know she might be emotional for a lot of different reasons, and but then other people say, well, maybe it's because she's past her reproductive years. She knows that the person that she thought was the one is going to suddenly. How have old was she in the nineties? Uh, she's like, I don't know, she's seventy something now. Jesus, she um, looks great. She does, yeah. Um, and and it's all like, we can't go back in time. It's all a realization that we can't go back in time. So even if they got back together, she will never be the mother of his kids. Um, it feels like a betrayal. He got to change directions. She will never have the ability to change direction in the way that he did. And so I think she hates him a little. And they effectively close the door, according to this Redditor's theory. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's just an interesting sort of reality. Um the, the high priestess comment, though, um, I think that's kind of funny. She was asked at one point, let me just let me scroll through it. At one point, she's asked specifically, like, um, uh, in regards to Buckingham and her ever getting back up together, back, back together, she says, over my dead body. I don't want to be part of that darkness. He knows that when we're up there singing songs to each other, we probably say more to each other than we would ever would in real life if you offered me a passionate love affair or and you offered me a high priestess role in a fabulous castle above a cliff where I can just live a very spiritual kind of religious library communing with the stars learning kind of existence I'm going to go for the high priestess so hippy dippy over the issues what do you mean, hippy dippy they said library Library's That's hippy dippy. Excuse me. Library and uh, is not hippy dippy. I was hippy dippy and I still read so hippy dippies can read too. Anyway, but my question is, is that do you believe this theory? Do you believe that? Oh, I believe that, that, that in a heartbeat. I believe that in a heartbeat. Yeah, me I too. have given that look to people and I'm not even dating them, Chelsea. So <laughs> I believe she gave him that look. Okay, so yes, Fleetwood Mac is amazing and uh, we both agree that she <laughs> said screw you with her face. Shit, and we're on Stevie Nick's side, the high priestess, the hippy dippy one, apparently. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. I told you, they knew how to make an aesthetic, and I think the aesthetic was also just who she was. Because, like, she, like, the fact that she basically got to play herself in American Horror Story as, like, a witch was, like, ex- it's exactly, that. that is the aesthetic she has. She has that, like, you know, not quite mythical, but ethereal, but dark, you know, uh, hippie aesthetics okay. that make it perfect for that. And it's, it's, I think it's just who she is in general. Yeah, and he can't handle it. I've seen her in concert. She's great. And she has such, like, to me, she just has, like, the, like, the verbal diarrhea. Like, she gets on stage, and she's like, and then this happened. And then she starts telling you a story. <laughs> and you're like... And you're transported like, woman, with her. Woman, I understand the context that you're lending <laughs> here, but this has been, like, five minutes. <laughs> Everyone's starting to get a little cold in the room. Maybe we sing a little. Like, it's, it's such a... She's so funny. Anyway. Um, and now on to our twist the sister, where you have yes. to convince me that this is worth my time. Okay. Because this is worth your time. I know, because you... I actually love this series. Um, this was before it's, it's my time, which is probably a bit of the reason it's not interesting really Interesting sort of series, because it's not tip- a typical... Okay, I'm just going to explain what it is. We're talking about Schoolhouse Rock. Gee, Bill, you certainly have a lot of patience and courage. Well, I got this far. When I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an idea. Some folks back home decided they wanted a law passed, so they called their local congressman, and he said, you're right, there ought to be a law. Then he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law. Schoolhouse Rock is fantastic for a number of reasons. One is that Schoolhouse Rock originally played in between commercial breaks and things. Like, it was not a series. It wasn't a, a program. It was... It's an ad. It's an it ad was almost marketing. like... It was. It was almost like an ad that played in between. It was like, and now for just this interesting little piece. And eventually... It's like the Tootsie Pop ads. Eventually How many mixes did it take together. to get through a Tootsie Pop? And they just eat the Tootsie Pop. But instead you had education instead of the Tootsie Pop ads. You're confusing individual. Like, some of your comparisons are way out there. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said to me. You know the really old Tootsie Pop ads? You know, where it's like the owl and it goes, how many licks to get through to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Can I talk Pop? about Schoolhouse Rock And the Rock owl right literally now? just takes the whole Tootsie Pop. So, I said instead Rock, of that, you had Schoolhouse Rock. Because it is that time. It's that older Schoolhouse stuff. Rock is like, it's educational. It, that is, it is exactly what, what it sounds instead like. Instead of having the Tootsie Pop ads, you had education. It is Schoolhouse. Like, because they were teaching you about uh, grammar, math, history, science, politics. All of those things are all covered. I'm sure those politics ones were very slim, considering they don't well, like to have anyone. More, it's more like a, a civic, legislation. Civic engagement it's legislation. Government, <laughs> things like that, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, you're going to get a very bit fun, shifty with very, the Very, very smart. Really excellently animated, considering what they were, really. Um, something interesting, the cast is extremely diverse, which is not always the case with some of these old-fashioned stuff. Um, but they're, yeah, very diverse for their time. And girls are shown as strong and equal to boys at, throughout the entire series, which is great. It's hard to say series because it's just so, so odd, honestly. Um, but they were very, like, very 70s as well. They're very bright and colorful, very simple in design, kind of psychedelic some of them are, especially the one that you love the most, which is three is a magic number. Really Do you want to know what my notes are? Because this, sure, you might actually ahead. enjoy this. 
So I made a note that I had never seen it, so I had nothing to really base it off of. But three is a magic number is also not only my favorite number, it's my favorite thing that they ever sang. Um, and it actually got me interested in math more because I would listen to that on my MP3 player. That's right, I'm aging myself. Um, I was like eight and like I had like Kyla Noakes Can't Get You Out of My Head and like Britney Spears is Toxic and then I had three is the magic number. And I was just chilling for like a 15 minute Canadian recess. And yeah, I got into math during my recess. I pretended to be uh, an air stewardess with Brittany, and then I just jammed to Kylie Minogue to get back to my roots a bit. Well, not really my roots, because isn't she Australian in reality? So, my fake roots. Um, and, yeah. So, the only knowledge I really have of Schoolhouse Rock is due to your fixation. I literally wrote that it was yeah. your fixation. And my other note was, I'm just a bill, because that's all yeah. you would sing at my face. I know, I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray oh, that God. I will. But today I am still just a bill. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, so this is what I had to experience as a child. <laughs> I would be sitting on the couch, and then I'd get, I'm just a bill, yes I'm only a bill. Maybe and it's I'm a generational here thing. here on Capitol Hill. That's all I get in my face. And all I was trying to ask was, do you want ketchup with your chicken fingers? <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Honestly, I, it's hard for me to explain Schoolhouse Rock in a way that uh, it's it's available on Disney Plus now. You can very easily watch it. They made new ones. What's interesting about it, maybe maybe because I'm a maybe I was a '90s kid, because it's never the same energy. Maybe that's why I liked it so much, because '90s were just freaking obsessed with the '70s, but. Um, what I found was that the, the, it came about in the 70s, and I obviously was not watching it in the 70s, but in the 90s, there was a resurgence of it because the Reagan administration went from, like, like basically they were deregulating um, program for children, and, like, you could get all sorts of things now for kids, and so it kind of went off the air. ABC pulled it off of the air. Yeah. But there was this big fanatic cult following that demanded it come back, and then educational program kind of resurged again in the 90s yeah. under the Clinton administration, and at that point, it came back as a result. Like, it was it, more reruns. There were, I think, a few editions, like some, some they new content. They made a couple new ones yeah, to and, put with them. And I feel like that's why I enjoy it. Yeah. That's where I get into it. Um, honestly, I think it's fantastic. I really do. Like, it goes through every single number. And, like, grammar. Like, there's things like conjunction, junction, what's your function? I honestly would have no fucking clue what a conjunction was. It was never brought up in school to me. Ever, ever, ever. And That's... I went through, like, a lot of, a lot of friggin' yeah. literature and grammar education. All of these different things. Yeah. No one ever told me what a conjunction no was. No one, I think that's it something... not explicitly talked about. That's something that I think is kind of a, a cool thing Parts about... speech? Account my, a, a part of my job, like, when they're going through the reading program, they learn these parts, and it's something that I know that I was never taught it in school. You kind of, the only reason they ever touch upon stuff like this is when you're doing, like, EQAO, in Canada, yeah. and you get asked like a multiple choice question, like pick the adjective in third grade, and you're like, what the hell is an adjective? Yeah. Cause like I don't know what that shit is, and you spend about five minutes like, what the hell's the difference? And it, it and you need someone to tell you that, and that's the only time that teachers have to like pick up the slack of it because they're like, oh shit, 
you know what the word means, but you don't know what it is categorically. So then they have to teach you that stuff and all of that. And I think it is very vital, um, even if not every person is going to remember that for the rest of their lives. It is something that is important in that moment because it is a good foundational stepping stone to, like, continue from there. Um, which is important for Schoolhouse Rock. I do think it is something that you can watch, but it's something that, because of my age now, I'm not going to enjoy it the way I would have. The way I enjoyed, like, Fair TVO enough. Kids. Fair enough. Like, You're grow, not a kid. Growing anymore. up and learning stuff you done through your the learning? TV. Are you, is your learning done? Is that what you're telling me? I'm done learning this yeah. is my problem. Because, like, now I know all factoid. the multiples of three. And with it being my favorite number, I can go quite high in the multiplication tables for it. So I don't need it anymore. It's a magic number, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a magic number. But... It's something figure that's eight always made worth me sad. It. Like she does the figure eight, and but like the way she sings it, she goes, "Figure eight is always great." Like she's so sad in the song. She's I'm like, so melancholy. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like Jesus. Woman. You're like, are you even happy to are be skating? On, are you on antidepressants? <laughs> like, what is going on with this girl? And, and it was always the point where I was like, this is really low. Like I'm, I can't wait to hear about nine. That's all I can say. Um. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what nine, I was going to tell you. it's so fine. <laughs> I don't remember what nine was about, but I remember eight just being a downer. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think Verb, it's worth that's it. what's happening, is one of the songs. Well, I just learned this for the first time. I did not know this. Um, so we, it, it's cited, like, like actually credited as Zachary Sanders having performed it. But they're, the Pointer Sisters are allegedly the backup singers to that song, mm. which is freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited to go back and watch that just so I can and see if I can hear them. You're like tune, you like tune your ear a little bit. Like, yeah, is exactly. That them? Yeah. Is it them? Is that a slow hand that I yeah. hear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I really do love Schoolhouse Rock. I, I think do think it's it's, it's worth it's it. Solid. So you, you could say you twisted me on that because I do think it would have been important Anyone with a kid, had basically. I been a kid. Anyone with a kid, you could, like, my hero zero. But you and I both value educational programs through TV anyway because oh God, the thing yeah. that a lot of people think is that, I think it's shifted over time because a lot of parents thought when you and I were kids that books were the way to educate your kids, but books were not the way because books felt boring. No, no, it's not that. Like, books are fantastic because books can teach you other things as well. They can teach you empathy, following a story, lots of different things. I'm not saying that, but there's a lot of, like, concrete knowledge that you can learn from other formats. Media yeah. being one of them. Well, Movies, I, I music, remember very clearly my like kindergarten that. teacher um, was very judgmental when mom had told her that, that watch I, kids. I watched TVO Kids and I was, Which like, learning stuff through that. programming. Like, I gotta tell you, I watched it Did recently. Did you watch Bill Nye? Uh, yeah, we watched it in school. Yeah, I, it was never so run like, on the TV up. when I grew up, but Bill Nye is such it was a on thing. when I'd go to like science class, they put it on, and it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. I know that if it aired, the, I would have loved it's it. It's the same VHS they played for me. Yeah, nine years. Oh prior, yeah. Well, so. we've seen we've seen the TV they Bill, use, Bill, so you know Bill, it's old. Bill Nye, the science guy. But I remember science she rules. she really hated on. She didn't hate on it, but like she didn't really approve of mom having me learn stuff through the TV. Tough she. Nuggies. But the thing is, I learned stuff from TV that kids my age didn't have any clue about. Like, I remember when we were supposed to be going to the um, Royal Ontario Museum when they were doing their special King Tut exhibits. Yeah. 
And uh, our grade one teacher, who you didn't ever have, but my grade one teacher, yeah, she was telling everyone, oh, so he was this guy, and he was in a coffin, and he was covered in bandages, and, like explaining and the whole process. And you jumped in, and I put my hand up, and I was like, Miss Such and Such, um, it's actually called a sarcophagus, um, and it was so funny and everyone's because like, shut up, Daisy. Yeah, because because <laughs> like everyone around me thought I just like blah, 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 like thought I had messed up a word. Um, but she was, like, dumbfounded that I'd even said it, and she turned around, and she's just like, that is what it's called. Good job. But, like, she was so stunned by it that she went and she told mom that she couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but I learned that because I watched a show called Tuttenstein, which I miss that show so much. Even though I haven't seen it in, like, 15 years, I miss it so much. Because it was, it was so fun to see the adventures that, like, this mummy was going on inside of a museum. It was kind of like Night in the Museum, except you learned stuff about yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, they would have was, the, the, like, the read... stomach in the jars and the lungs and just stuff. To, it was just so to cool really throw you to off learn of your stuff. whole throw you off of your whole thing. I used to read the Magic Treehouse books. Yeah. And that was the same thing for me, where I was like, they get in the treehouse, where are they gonna go? And, like, <laughs> and I never watched, like, a TV series or anything like that about it, but, like, that, it was the same experience. I get exactly what you're Your, your treehouse experience was my Magic School Bus. Magic, I was just yeah. gonna say, Magic School Bus is, is a perfect example of, like, a scientific one. Oh, where my God. Where you're learning, God. and it's fun. Miss Frizzle, like, like... I can't believe they changed my schedule now. I should have stayed now. home today. Oh, and, and Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, I love that series. Yeah, I love that series. And Ralphie. Yeah. And oh, it's just so. I good. know. What's her name? Keisha. Kesha. Kesha. Keisha. Keisha. I think is it is. Keisha. I think it's, it's not Keisha. Kesha. No, it's not Kesha. Tick tock on the <laughs> bus. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No, not that. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, Apparently they've redone Magic School Bus. Yes, and, and Miss Frizzle is nowhere near as frizzy as she should be. She's she's nowhere near as unkempt as she yeah. was. Her name it, is Miss Frizzle. Her hair Frizzle. should be her hair should look like Merida's from from Brave. Her dress should be like half messed up because of all the adventures she's going on, and she's way too put together for her journey. Um, yeah. I loved her being kind of wacky and fun. That's the, that's like the one thing that you really enjoy as a kid is having a teacher who can have fun with you yeah. as well as teach you. And yeah. that's what Miss Frizzle was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um. So yeah. Long story short, we love educational programming, especially <laughs> when it's on the TV. Um, also. And Schoolhouse Rock is still great. I, st I still recommend going back to it just from like a musical perspective like the more i'm reading the more i'm just like oh shit i might have missed something so maybe we go back and just listen you just to want to re-educate yourself with and some it's short, music and it's short like it's really short like you can watch a whole set of them in maybe a half hour or so yeah so, no reason not to go back yeah yeah and on that note enjoy your 70s we'll be back next week with more 70s Yes, it, it's just going to get more afros and bell bottoms and peace, peace signs and, yeah, you're, you're in trouble. Psychedelic colors. Tie-dye, woohoo, woohoo, and uh, disco balls. Yeah. yeah. It's disco balls, people. We're going to get more balls, are yeah, we, Yeah, we're going to, we we're need, gonna have more, we need more We're balls. having more balls. We need bigger, bigger as two, balls. As two women hosting a podcast, we're going to have more balls next week. Yeah. 
Disco, to go with our current balls. Disco balls. Um, okay. So we'll see. Well, we won't see you next week. You'll hear from us next week if you listen to us. Otherwise, you may or may not hear from us. Okay, stop talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.